an accident which changed my life. Please join us in listening to the remarkable story from the life and times of Michael Butler. In this podcast series, you'll be hearing stories from the primary themes of Michael Butler's life and memoirs. Politics, polo, theater, and love. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side. In 1933... I was riding my pony and came back to the barn rather high speed and I went into the stable yard faster than I should have and the pony slipped and went down and both of us crashed into a basement door uh, which was in the floor of this area. The door broke crash fell apart and I went down cement stairs being hit by nails, rusty nails and wound up breaking my arm. I was rushed to the hospital which was in Hinsdale. It was the Hinsdale Sanitarium. Mind you, this is about five miles away and when I arrived I was immediately put in intensive care The big concern was blood poisoning, and it turned out that I did have blood poisoning. The result was that the doctors wanted to cut off my arm. The family, mother and father, who were going through a divorce at that time, flatly refused to have the arm cut off so that they had to do something better about it. The hospital officials responded as one would expect, being faced with imperial commands, which came from the most prominent citizens of the town at the time. So they decided that they would do what they could. As a result, my right arm was, I don't know if you call it laced or penetrated with brown plastic tubes, which looked like macaroni and were about the size of macaroni, and they went from the elbow down to the wrist. I bear the scars to these days. Uh, These tubes were supposedly to drain off the poisons. Uh, You've got to realize that this was 80-odd years ago. Medicine has changed quite a bit since then, and they were dealing with things that they simply did not understand. I spent the summer at the sanitarium, and I wound up spending a great deal of my time in the yard, a lovely sort of park that surrounded the sanitarium, with Mr. Rusk. Mr. Rusk was an elderly gentleman who had wound up enticing all the squirrels in the area through peanuts and other things that he would offer them. And so he was constantly surrounded by these little chittering rodents who were having a great time and who gave me enormous entertainment. In fact, it was the best thing about the entire hospital visit. I came out of that summer 
with an extraordinary effect or sickness or reaction, particularly to ether. And uh, it wound up for years. In fact, it's even a tough scene with me today. Uh, when I smell anything with ether, it was particularly difficult later on during days of Butler Aviation when uh, the aviation fuel smelled somewhat similar to ether, and it would always begin to give me some queasy stomachs. I had lost track of all of the time and operations that went through. I do recall being advised that there had been at least seven operations on my arm, each requiring uh, ether and other treatments that followed. Of course, just making me more skittish and more reaction to hospitals. Finally, when I got home, I had a right arm that would not move at the elbow. And they said, all right, we have to go through rehab. And the rehab in those days was a pail, a bucket, uh, full of lead weights, the type that used to go into window panes to lower and raise the windows and I was supposed to carry this bucket around in the yard. My One of my clear recollections of those days was the fact that I was crying bitterly with the pain that was involved and was asking primarily my father to see if he would do something about the pain. It was finally decided that the arm having been the entire summer in one position, was maybe hopelessly ankylosed. And I was able to give up hauling this pail of lead around the yard. This accident changed and influenced my life very rapidly and to a very great extent to this day. It has had an effect on me. And I probably have spent maybe 20 or 30 days without pain of some kind in the arm. I was only seven when it happened, and uh, it wound up that when I went to school, the only thing that I began to realize is that, number one, I couldn't play any of the sports that were involved. Number two, my only reaction or way of dealing with the situation of being sort of a weakling was the fact that I realized at Butler School, my first grade, I was the owner of practically all of the farms, and the kids' fathers worked for my old man. So I began to make use of that which was not, frankly, very pleasant. It was a very negative, basically negative effect, and it was probably the reason that I attempted suicide uh, unsuccessfully by using a Finnish knife that my mother had brought back from Europe on my right chest, and uh, fortunately, it didn't work. I still have the scar, to this day. As I grew older, 
the effect of uh, this accident became quite apparent. Number one, I realized from what I was told that I would be unable to play polo, which, of course, was family sport and dominated our lives almost completely. I also was so concerned. I used to try to hide the arm, and I felt that I was unattractive to girls. On the good side, it began to force me into reading and listening to music, mostly classical music and opera. To this day, uh, these things held me in great stead. And also at that time and even beyond, it allowed me to get into a lot of dreaming and have tremendous curiosity about all sorts of things way beyond my age or abilities. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side.